Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning and giving me the activities of my limbs, even though, Lord, ooh, the stuff that I have been dealing with is just out of control. But I'm going to let it do what it do. I'm trying to adjust this camera as I'm also on Facebook Live as I am doing this show today because, again, Jeanette always procrastinates, and I waited till the last minute to put the information out. I keep saying, when you know better, you do better. I know I know better, but I was still struggling with whether I wanted to talk today or whether I wanted to take me a nap today in between clients. But I am here because I am obedient. And I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, even though it says sleeping is my superpower. So this is the cup for the day because I need some superpower right about now. Now, today's topic is entitled Money Matters. Now, I had a young lady that I was talking to the other day, and she was telling me about a product that she was um, doing. And I've been trying to reach her all day today, and it seemed like since yesterday I can't reach her. So... If she calls in, she calls in. If she don't call in, that's fine, too. I also want to say if you are in finances or if you're in banking, in the banking industry, or if you have a better understanding than I do as it relates to this matter, please give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because this is a very interesting topic, especially if you've been sitting up under a rock or if you just don't understand it. Because, again, this is something that is not taught in our homes. It depends on your educational level as far as if you are being taught this information in school. I know not in elementary school, high school, and maybe in college, depending on what your your um, degree is in, your major or your minor is in. Now, when we talk about money, money means different things to different people. You know, they say if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. A lot of times I was talking to a family, a friend of mine and her son, and he was talking to me about some of the things that I do, and the main thing when he brought up was money. I'm like, you know what, money is not all that important to me. I don't do things just for money. I'm very obedient. But by that same token, we've heard stories about money make the world goes round. I'm looking at something right here that talks about it's on the 10 Habits of Millionaires. I hear my son, people talk about, well, I'm going to be rich. But what does that mean, I'm going to be rich? If you go be rich, can you stay rich? What about wealth? Are we making sound decisions? What are we doing in regards to protecting our finances, understanding our finances, and having an a better idea on where our money is going. Why do our money matter? What is it about this paper? When I was a kid growing up and my mother would talk about money, I'd be like, well, Mom, we could just go print some more. Or we could just, old people used to say, money don't grow on trees. And that is so true. But when we're hearing these things about inflation, interest rate. Now, when I want to say inflation, it talks about, or I've heard them say, that that they're trying to slow down inflation. What do that mean, trying to slow down inflation? Hell, the other day I wanted some hot wings. It seemed like every restaurant I passed by was packed. And when you go into a restaurant, if you've got at least three or four people, your bill will be over 100 
to almost $200 just on food. I went to Walmart yesterday and spent $200 on Wal- at Walmart and almost $800 a week before at Walmart. What the world is going on? So how are you trying to slow it down when it seems like the cost of living and things are just on the rise? When we talk about interest rate, and I've heard interest rate is being raised for the third, the third time, really the fourth or fifth time. You know, at one point, many individuals were jumping on the bandwagon to try to refinance their home. Now, can a person even afford to purchase a home? I had a young lady tell me the other day, she was disappointed in the amount that they qualified her for, that she can't buy anything. What do that mean when we talk about interest rates going up and down? Credit cards. When I was a kid growing up, everything was about credit cards, that little piece of plastic. What's in your wallet? But now when I look at these credit cards and the interest rate and don't get no cash advance on no credit card, I'm like, really? And go to the casino and you see people spending and wasting all of this money? Do they even realize the value of a dollar? Mortgage rate for first-time home buyer, 6%. Some people don't even know what that means. It's like, what do you mean 6%? Interest rate, does it mean what about my FICA score? Does that play a role? So when we start talking about these things in car loans, who can afford a car right now? Now we got electric cars. These electric cars are pricing are coming out to be about $50,000 plus. Who can afford that? Even a Hyundai. I remember back in the day, a Hyundai was one of the cheapest cars you could buy. Now you can't even afford to buy a Hyundai nowadays. Insurances, money market. Now, like I said, I'm not a financial advisor. I am a licensed therapist, and I am a business owner. Now, with that being said, even from a mental health perspective, it can create anxiety. It can lead to depression. It can have individuals where they're having relationship issues as it relates to money, finances, how you're living, where you're living, all of that plays a role. When we start talking about these things, even with investments, what is a safe investment? What is a, a risky investment? When we look at the, the, the uh, market in regards to the Bitcoins, in regards to the yield, in regards to the the, the Dow Jones, I don't even hear that on TV no more when they're talking about the little you hear the bell ringing and all of that stuff. So what's going on with that, with stocks and bonds? And, you know, parents used to say, save some money for a rainy day. If I had money in my savings account, I got a, a penny of interest. Really? A penny? <laughs> so how do you how do you spend, save, and invest. What are we doing? Where is our money going? Why it doesn't matter? To join in on the conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know what's working, what's not working, because like I said, when you go outside and you step outside of your home, outside of your doors, and you're getting all these flyers, I had something Somebody sent me something on Facebook, and they wanted to know 
my business name, my EIN number, in order to get paid for Facebook. I'm like, is this a scam? If I give you this information, are you going to try to go into my bank account? You know, people are they are using different platforms to trick people out of their money. Individuals have met individuals on websites or dating apps and found out they drained their bank account. Are we really becoming that desperate? Are we always have had the have and the have not? But what is going on? Now, I'm not able to go into a clubhouse because I know they got a whole lot of things going on. And like I'm looking at something now, they just sent me something about 10 Habits of Self-Made Millionaires. Hey, Joanne, how you doing? You can call in on the show if you can or if you have any questions because we're talking about money matters. And why do it matter and why is it so important? And how does it affect one's self-esteem, their relationship, and things of that nature? Now, I'm looking at something, and it says, what are money matters? Money matters, they have programs now that is designed to improve your financial habits. Many of us have bad financial habits, including myself. I am so not excluded because sometimes we spend money on things that we may think is important, but is it really important? It seems like we waste more money than we should. Is that part of the problem in regards to what got us in this situation? I brought up the fact of credit cards. When I was growing up, my mother did a lot of things, and she talked about credit, 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 credit. I'll never forget my mother told me, she said, Jeanette, you are in so much debt, I can't even die. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm in debt? I was in $100,000 in credit card debt. I heard up and paid some things off. But when you are getting these things in the mail, and they giving you fifty thousand dollar credit limit, and you got two credit cards, with, and you think you balling and you rolling. Are you really balling or rolling, or are you setting yourself up for a financial disaster because you don't understand finances, money management? When you start paying these interest rates on these credit cards, do you understand what part of your money is going, or how you're utilizing this? So again, there are programs out there designed to help improve individuals' financial habits. And in some of these courses they give individuals, they teach them how to gain money management skills, build knowledge, and share with to share with your family and friends. People say, Jeanette, how did you stay in business at home? You hear me go, <laughs> because when you start talking about business plan, when you start talking about financial strategies, I had someone crack it up the other day. I'm looking for my book as I'm looking around. And there was a book written by Earl Graves. And the book written by Earl Graves, it is right here. And the book is entitled, How to Succeed in Business Without Being White. This book taught me everything that I needed to know about a business. Opening a business, starting a business, how to get your demand, how do you strike balance, how to look for professional help how to reinvent your career. A lot of times we be sitting on points and money and don't even realize it because we abuse it. We abuse it. So when you're able to be more financially literate and have a better understanding of why it's important to know these things versus just 
you know, like in, back in the day, kids would say, Mommy, can I have a dollar to go to the ice cream truck? You need way more than a dollar now to go to the ice cream truck. You better try about $10. So one of the things is, like I said, to teach you this information so you will have knowledge that you can share with other people. We talk about, in our culture, black wealth, Hispanic families, Italian families, how people would put their coins together and try to do things as a family. Many of us can't do that no more because we're so busy bickering and fighting over who got what and who don't have what. So that can definitely become a problem. Now, I'm looking at something, and it says, why is it when we talk about money matters? Hey, Kate, Kat, I'll call you Kate. I apologize, Kat. How you doing? When we start talking about why is it that money matters, money matters when we talk about our happiness, but it doesn't mean you're going to be happy if you have money. It really don't. Because part of it is trying to keep up with it. My mother told me a long time ago, Jeanette, don't have more money you can keep up with. And that's true. Because sometimes you pay for what you don't know. So we have to start thinking outside the box, and we have to stop being so wasteful. Now, when we start talking about one of the potential reasons when we talk about money matters is higher earners sometimes feel an increased sense of control over their life. To a degree, until you keep getting letters from the IRS, and then you don't feel like you've got no control over your life because then they want to know what you're doing too. Now, when we start talking about having more control over your life, sometimes when individuals have less, that doesn't mean that they're not happy. So I'm not going to tell that story because I've seen individuals that did not have much but was grateful for what the things that they did and individuals that had a lot, you would think, would be out there excessively spending, they weren't because they learned about finances. You see people that are rich that you don't even know that are rich, but yet you see people that are poor, that's ghetto poor, and out there spending like they big balling and they're abusing it. Or individuals have these extravagant lifestyles, and um, I-, I was talking about the other day, bougie but broken, Somebody told me, bougie but broke. <laughs> That's a whole other scenario. So when we start talking about these things, um, and it's a cross decision, big and small, having more money gives a person a, more of a choice of a sense of autonomy to a certain degree. I tell individuals that I'm glad I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. If I want something, I can afford to get it. I ain't got a problem with that anymore. But by that same token, I learned not to be so wasteful, and I learned to appreciate things. Now, how do you, when we start talking about in regards to um, money matters and how is it, why is it so important, why do people just make everything about money? It helps get us or get some life tangible freedom and independence. The opportunity to make the most of our skills and our talents. The ability to choose our own course in life. Now, I'm not seeing it, you know, they used to always say, well, I can't do this because I don't have no money. I can't do this because I used to tell my sister, when you say you can't, that means you ain't. Because if I want something bad enough, I'm going to do my best to try to get what I want. Now, when we start talking, and I tell people this, even with my business, I didn't have a lot of money to open up a business. When I opened up the business, J.A. Precious Inc., I was, (laughs) 
She's my poop, all my, all my little nonverbal antics are coming out. But sometimes we put too much into things. Because when you step out on faith, go far more than what your purse or your dollar can go. Because sometimes you can still have money and still get rejected and still be told no. Now, but when we start talking about why these are important and to make the most of your skills and talents and the ability to choose your own course in life, financial security. With money, much good can be done and much unnecessary suffering avoided or eliminated to a degree. Because sometimes with money, things can be abused. People can be manipulated. And people can use it for things that are no good. Now, when we talk about these things, and like I said, if you want to join in on a conversation, give me a call. Because there is so much things that we could talk about. Sean, give me a call, because I heard that your daughter just did something, and I don't know what it was about, but you might want to share it on the air, because it sounds like she got another project project going on. So, Sean, give me a call if you can, 516-387-1914. And I also want to say that by me talking about these things, this is a platform for individuals to be able to share, for your voice to be heard, so that you can talk about things. They were talking about gas prices are going up again. I was driving around town yesterday when I was out visiting those friends, and I was looking at the price again. I was like, dang, it's back to five dollars and something cents again. I'm just glad I don't have to drive the thousand miles a week that I was driving before, because that can become quite expensive and dig a hole in a person's pocket when they constantly got to go out and buy some gas. Now, when you start talking about these electric cars, yeah, they're building all these stations and putting these stations up in places. But what is the cost of that? How do we become more cost-effective? How do we learn how to spend money frugally or do we not wasting money? I had a conversation with my um, granddaughter's mother, and she was talking about my granddaughter and how she appreciates the things that my daughter taught her when it comes to her spending and her spending habits. You know, those are some of the things that we really, really need to be mindful of is our spending matters, and start looking at money differently. Now, I'm looking at an article because I see nobody's calling in. Hey, kill them. I see nobody's calling in. I want to talk about seven simple habits that can make individuals financially independent because you don't want it to be to where you're dependent upon money because we got to learn how to make our, let our money make money even when we're not doing anything. Let your money make money in your sleep. Now, these are some of the things that they talk about, and I'm reading it from this article because this is not what Jeanette is saying because, again, I'm a therapist. I'm not a financial advisor, and even though I'm a business owner, there are things that I need to do. Okay, I got a caller just called in. Let me log them in. Hi. Hi, this is Sean. Hi, this is Sean. Hey, Sean. What is this daughter had going on? I saw something that she got going on, and, and I want to commend you guys. You are a creative family when it comes to, and I know some of that comes from your mama, Sue, because Sue was yeah. going to make a dollar out of 15 cents. <laughs> yes, she would. She, you know, she really would. Um, she really was a good role model for our whole family because, she, you know, she taught us to never quit, to always mm-hmm. follow your dreams, you know, chase your dreams, and never give up when you think it's over. 
You got a few more miles to go. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it works because I, I noticed, I noticed in myself, I noticed in my cousins that was raised by her as well as my grandchildren, I mean her grandchildren, and even mine. Mm-hmm. They go after it, and they go full, full force. Courtney is doing a um, – she just started her business. It's like a healthcare, you know, healthcare products. And um, mm-hmm. she did her launching yesterday, and I went. It was, you know, it was really nice. And um, I had already bought the whole um, package of her products. And I like mm-hmm. them, you know. It's the, you know, the facial scrub, body scrubs, and serums, and all those, but you know, um, I love body butters anyway. So to have someone in my own family to, you know, manufacture it, hey, that's a plus. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not just um, Courtney, you know, her business. We have a few businesses in the family, and we all, we really are all supportive of each other. I think that's number mm-hmm. one. And, you know, always a positive mind that you can't, you mm-hmm. cannot. I heard you say, and I had just chimed in. I'm sorry if I didn't get the whole, you know, the full dynamic of what the conversation was. But I heard you say, when you when you are there, you don't have the money to start this. I'm sorry, not one business that my family had. We started off with, with a nine. Uh, we did not. Uh, business we just plans, had no nothing. <laughs> no, no. We just, you know, use your talent, we, use your skills, because that'll pay mm-hmm. off for itself. And we don't realize that. We don't realize mm-hmm. that. We were so busy talking about what we can't do. And I, that's why I said I saw it on Facebook, and I'm very proud of you guys with some of the things that you're doing because when we start talking about money, money means different things to different people. People don't realize mm-hmm. there's a difference between being rich and, being, and, having, and having wealth. Or, you know, even when people look at me and they talk about what I do, I don't do things based on money. I'm very obedient. In regards mm-hmm. to making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and it ain't about money, but, yes, I can do what I want to do when I want to do it, go where I want to. Yes, I can do all that. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at my little nappy head. I'm like, well, I got a hair appointment on Friday. So I've got to get my hair done, you know. But the thing mm-hmm. is, sometimes we waste money on things. You know, I see people go out there and just splurge, and it's like they have no value of a dollar. It's like they don't even care. They just, And we can't be doing that, especially when we start looking at inflation and interest rates and credit cards. And, you know, my mother was a credit card queen back in the day, and she taught us mm-hmm. wrong because I didn't realize that with all them credit cards, you've got to pay all that stuff back. And some of them credit cards, you don't never pay them suckers off. Because of the interest, we don't understand that. We don't understand the FICO score. Then they change the numbers on the FICO score. And when we're talking about mortgages and buying a house, rent is out of control. Mm. Out of, you know, I think everybody is thinking and talking about rent. that. Mhm. It, it's it's ridiculous uh, to pay rent um, when most of the time when you a mortgage is probably uh, maybe a quarter. And I'm just gonna say a third of what rent is nowadays. It's a lot, but I do understand those um, owners that's renting. They they are trying to um, look out for their investment because if you got some money, someone renting from you, you just don't know 
um, how they're going to take care of your property or your business property or whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. I think those extra dollars is to look out for that part just in case something breaks down and they have to repair mm-hmm. it. So I get it. But for the people that's renting, oh, it's, it's a lot. It's breaking. It's literally breaking their pockets. And a lot of times mm-hmm. that's how we get so, you know, overwhelmed. I get it. And you it, know, I've been on both sides. I, don't even, I can't. I mean, you know what? I tell individuals when I was a renter and my rent in my two bedroom apartment went from six forty five and I got a notification and my rent was gonna be eight hundred dollars, I said the devil is like, I'm out of here. I went and bought me Amen. a um, a a repo of uh there was a VA repo and I'm sitting in this house mm-hmm. right now. Um, hey, I, I wasn't gonna pay eight hundred dollars a month and my mortgage was nine. That made no sense to me. It, so it does I not. Afraid. I wasn't afraid, and I've been in Oceanside for over 30-something years. But by that same token, we got to realize the value of our dollars. Now, yes, things change. People have changed the system. It was before you mm-hmm. would pay a house, you paid three times the amount of the house that was paid for, but then now we're right. learning what people didn't want to teach us, and we're learning how to live off the equity and live off the interest and stuff on our homes. See, a lot of people don't know how to do that. So a lot of these individuals that have multiple properties, they're learning that that is a retirement plan set up for them to where they can take the money that they're making from the renters and go buy them something somewhere else or pay their rent somewhere else, or they're buying duplexes or triplexes, and they rent, they live it for free because other people are able to pay their rent. That's what you got to learn how to do with your money. you got to learn how to reinvest it. Because we will be so busy going out buying cars and motorcycles and things that devalue. Real estate right now is prime. It is not devaluing right now. So it's it's oof, it's one of those things. And I feel bad for individuals that are now first-time homebuyers, but now they're developing more programs. So you got to be able to jump on a bandwagon when the when the wagon is is moving. We got to pay attention. We have to learn to pay attention to our money. we got to pay attention. That's true. And um, I've been guilty, and I mean recently, I've been guilty of the credit card, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say overflow. I, you know, they, they you know, they come like literally flowing your um, mailbox over. So, I'm thinking, oh, they're not going to approve. And I just I just applied for no good reason, to be honest. I didn't really want them, didn't really need them. Then I, uh-huh. I looked up and I had way too many, and I'm like, oh, I'm really, 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 you know, overwhelming myself. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, you know, I don't, don't, I'm controlling it now, but for a minute it was controlling me. Uh-huh. It can't. See, I didn't realize it at first when I was in my 20s with credit cards because I was I was taught that. And when I learned differently, when I had two credit cards that was with Bank of America, and each credit card was had a fifty thousand dollar credit limit. Who gives a wow. something year old a fifty thousand dollar credit limit? That made absolutely right. no sense. I don't even get even though my um my finances stuff have changed. I don't get those type of credit card offers no more because I don't. I, I'm not falling for that because you're not mm-hmm. going to coach me into something because I understand now the value of a dollar. Now I know with me, I waste a lot of money going out to eat, which I've gotten better with that. 
is going out, because when you go out to dinner, the cost of that meal is expensive. At first, we used to be scared of the gratuity tax. We'll be like, okay, well, we got this many people, split the check. The restaurants got right. the case. Like, oh, no, you go pay this tax and this gratuity tax. And the call, it costs so much. I went to Walmart last week because I just came back to Oceanside, and I spent $800-something to pay tax free on food at Walmart. I'm like, is that really? Then I went to Walmart yeah. yesterday because I needed pillows and pillowcases. I needed towels. I needed some of the stuff that um, I don't know what my niece and my son did with my stuff. But I had to replace a lot of stuff. And still spent over $200. I'm like, Walmart is kicking my butt. But you know what? I got stock in Walmart, so I'm cool. So I'll, as long as I'm spending my money there, I know my money making money. So, Amen, <laughs> but you know, it's sad to say that um, I don't care what store I go in. When I walk in to get one thing, I just come out with, like you said, it's always $100, 100 plus. Dollars. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's so bad that I can go to the dollar store and do that. And I'm, and mm-hmm. it, it's definitely not my intention, but you walk in and you say, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And I'm like, oh. And then it, oddly, sometimes you come home and you have the same thing here. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're absolutely right. True. We have to stop yeah. being so wasted because if I'm here, it makes no sense for me to go and buy all that food. Hey, Ms. Perkins, I see you walk, watching. I haven't heard from you in a while. You know you get called in. 516-387-1914, we're talking about money matters. And money for our younger generation, they view it differently than the, our older generation viewed money. Totally different mindset, totally different core belief system, totally different. And so where now we have to acclimate, you know, older people used to hide their money in certain places. Younger generations now, they're investing in other places because we have more people that are younger that are millionaires and billionaires than we did back in the 40s to 50s and the 60s because they weren't allowed. They didn't have that thought process. So we're getting and we're learning, but we still have to teach these things in our home. We still have to educate ourselves about some things as it relates to these different um, areas of concern. I want to talk a little bit to you, um, Sean, about insurance. Because the lady that was supposed to call in, and I don't know what happened with her. I don't know what's going on. I really don't, but uh, it is what it is. She was telling me about a product that they have, how they educate and they advise individuals when it comes to insurance. How a lot of people don't realize, yes, we were taught to get life insurance. We There was a difference between term, whole life, all of that stuff. Even um, when we're talking about individuals that need um, not not just in-home care but long-term care, they change the way that will operate too. I used to always say I wanted long-term care insurance, but then I found out there was a cap on it for seven years. If you utilize all of the money for the long-term care, it's gone. And people don't realize the older you get, the more it costs to insure your life. And if you're a smoker versus a non-smoker, if you got pre-medical conditions, it's a mess. It's, it's a hot mess. I was sitting here last night, y'all, my feet been burning so bad. I'm just like, ooh, Lord Jesus. But what I want to get to is what she was sharing with me, because she's not on the air, is mm-hmm. they help families understand insurance 
even when their loved one passed away, because what happens is you got individuals that may have a small policy or a large policy, and they get manipulated, and they don't know what to do with the money. So they help them to reinvest the money or to spend the money wisely so that they can live off the interest of the money because that's not what people do. Now, just yesterday, I celebrated, I say celebrated, but yesterday was mm-hmm. the one-year anniversary of my last husband's death. He died of a heart attack on September 25th. Mm, that didn't seem like part a year, of, but I remember you telling me. Mm-hmm. Part of the heart attack was didn't, he was yeah, I didn't even realize that was a year ago. Jesus. Yep, he was angry, yep. he was stressed, he didn't know what to do with his mama house. And the house is still standing, but he is gone. Wow. Stress himself out. Now, I've been waiting to see what his nephew or his daughter was going to do with probate court and all that, because I got all the paperwork. I ain't heard from him. Mm-hmm. I ain't worried about it. Because it ain't my, I ain't worried about it. I'm not going to worry about other people's stuff. But my mm-hmm. point is, mm-hmm. Is when individuals sometimes get that money, they don't know what to do with it. It's like being a baller, or you grew up in the hood, and now you just got a million dollar contract, and within three years you broke. That don't hey, make sense. Yeah, you know, sense. when it comes to insurance, that's one thing. I'm to me, I'm so uneducated on because. By me having, you know, the pre-existing um, health issue my whole life, I just automatically thought it would always be so so difficult for me to get insurance. Yeah, of course, I, I had life insurance policy. You know, we all, with parents that was, you know, business savvy, mm-hmm. going to make sure we have this, I mean, um, life insurance. But my life insurance policy, it's, it's just so uh, minimal. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I just feel like I'm uneducated on that because I've been working on that. So I'm, I'm actually glad you're talking about it because I've been, that's literally what I've been working on in my life right now because I don't want to pass away and my girls, you know, have break themselves trying to bury me because I, I have, like I said, a very minimal life insurance fund that I paid off years ago. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been literally, you know, Research and trying to find additional life insurance for myself. Oh, so, you know, I, don't think I know enough about that. Contact Colonial Life. Colonial Life is a good insurance policy. I mean, they may only max it out at fifty grand, but if you contact mm-hmm. Colonial Life Insurance, I think they have no medical conditions, no, and they're helpful with that. They may have a two-year maybe suicide clause. Make sure the person don't get it, commit suicide. But Colonial Life is pretty good when it comes to that. Globe Life is they're pricey, but our Colonial Life is a little bit cheaper. So there's that's one thing. You can also do what's called like a prepaid burial plan. And with a prepaid burial plan, at least it covers your funeral expenses and your costs. But then uh, there's other bills and debts and stuff that got to be taken care of along the way. And that's what people right. fail to realize is you're not getting insurance to make other people rich. You're getting insurance to keep everything going, and we got to be more mindful when it comes to a living will and a trust. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about a living will and a trust, that way your stuff don't get caught all up in the courts and you lose everything you've got to where, yeah, you can't do anything with it, but you want to make sure that this legacy 
one time. We pay for what we don't know. Rhonda Rollins, I see you on there. You said I just seen it on TV today. Yeah, colonial license is a pretty good policy to have. A lot of times what we do, because we're not thinking right or we don't know, we sign up for accidental life insurance. And with the accidental life insurance, we think that we got a life insurance policy, and that only covers accidents. So if it's you not know that. Accident, Yep. Selena just told me about that, literally. I told you I've been really researching, and she got caught up in that. She was paying for um, um, accidental for years, and then um, the, another company told her, you've just really thrown away your money. So mm-hmm. she literally got rid of that, um, you know, that, that um, policy. But, yeah, mm-hmm. or maybe, I don't know, maybe she got rid of that part well, of it. I don't know. For years, Fish gave me a policy to hold on to, and I never opened it. Mm-hmm. Never opened it. When he died, I still didn't know what the heck I did with the policy because I was in the process of remodeling my home and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I found the policy, because he told me, I need you to split this up between you, Boogie, and Angel, which was fine. Didn't have a problem with that. But it was a mm-hmm. $300,000 accidental life insurance policy. He didn't own an accidental life insurance policy. He died in a convalescent hospital. He was sick. Right. That money was just gone. Everything that he paid for was just gone. It was, he, he didn't lose a limb. He wasn't in a car accident. He wasn't. So we have to learn and educate ourselves about these things because we don't know. We don't exactly. know. We think we covered and, and we're not. For years, and so he, like we did, I think we just mm-hmm. were saying I don't care how business savvy some are, some things you still don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I, I don't think, I don't. I, I have no shame in my game about asking a question. I think you, you know that about me. <laughs> I don't have a, I mean, because, you know, you can't learn if you don't ask questions and you can't deal in business if you think you know it all. Correct. And you yeah. know what, and the thing, Fish kept trying to talk to me. I should have opened that letter that he gave me, and I could have been explained it to him. But it wasn't until almost two years after his death that I just found the doggone thing. I said, oh, my God. This man, all the time, he think he had me booking an angel set up, and the whole time it was an accidental life insurance policy. He didn't know no better. Wow. So we got to educate ourselves when it comes to things of that nature because sometimes we just don't know. But our money mm-hmm. is important. And as African Americans, we invest billions of dollars into other people's products, other people's stuff. And we don't even know where we put where, where we spending our money at. We really right. don't know. We're not paying attention. We're not paying attention. So if you gotta go to Costco and pay a membership, but your gas is cheaper, at least you know you're getting a cheaper gas. But you make want to make sure you're getting a very good premium and grade of gas. We're not. We just sometimes we act we don't care. Easy come, easy go. No, now is not the time for that. It's really not the time for that. Somebody just, okay, she sent me, okay, Rhonda sent me a question, and she said she want to know what's the difference between term life and mutual life. Mutual life now, they look at it as whole life. There used to be, I know there's a policy called mutual life insurance. But from my understanding, Rhonda, back in the day, because you know I remember even when your brother passed away, and what was going on, and I understand, I know your family, we all grew up in the same neighborhood. We all pretty much had the same information. But back in the day with term life, term life meant that if you had a 10-year term policy, after the 10 years, your policy would be paid for up to that term and whatever your face value was. They changed the language 
from what it used to be when we was growing up. Because I'll never forget the man used to go from house to house selling insurance to everybody on the street. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Sean, he stayed at the Durr's house, so he yeah. was always over there. But mm-hmm. that meant that at the 10-year term, if you had a ten year a $10,000 policy, that meant that if that person passed away, that's what you was able to get. Then they changed policies to where you can borrow off of them. Now you got insurance policies where they make an investment on them. There's a lot of different things that you can do with your insurance. Now the term policy is if you have a 10-year term policy, if you don't die within those 10 years, you lose the money. It ain't oh, Lord. It used to be. They changed the word. Yes, they changed the wording of it. So that meant that that policy is only going to last as long as the term exists. Now, mm-hmm. they have these policies to where you can reinvest the money. If it's a mutual fund with the life insurance policy, then the money is making an investment based on the index. So, like I said, I'm not a financial planner or a financial advisor, mm-hmm. but I learned these things along the way is what I did because I had to educate myself. So that's more of the mutual life because with the mutual life, sometimes what happens is your money will invest itself into other products or the insurance company invests your money, and so you'll be able to get a combination of both. And you can even borrow off of your policy, and if you don't pay the money back and the person passed away, they'll take that money out of what's the um, the cash value of the policy. And yeah, we yeah, we had the family to um, experience that as well. I don't know if you heard about that, but, yeah, that did happen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and like I said, insurance, insurance, um, I'm not sure, but funeral homes, they got kept. They was like, oh, you got insurance? Okay, well, let me look at your policy. And, by the way, we're going to take 10% or 7% of the face value of the policy. Why am I going to get them people when all i got to do is wait 40 days and then, cash in my own policy and get my money. We don't know right. that. We just paid for a funeral on top of just gave them a percentage of what our policy was because we don't know any better. We don't yeah. know. We don't know. So we got to educate ourselves. we got to realize the importance of our dollar. we got to realize how valuable our money is even to us, even when we're out buying things. You know, yeah, I went and bought me some hair, and I made sure I can use this hair three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get some more. So your money is important. It's very important. Right. Now, I'm looking at something, and Rhonda, thank you. I, like I said, I tried to explain it as best I could based on the information that I know. Now, I'm looking at seven simple habits that you can make that can make you financially independent. It says six tips to to achieve financial independence, and this is basically coming from Knowledge Center King. It's interesting. And it says, we all talk about we want to be rich, and that's a statement sometimes that most of us utter at least once in our lives. But this goal can seem impossible because it's so common and objective. However, regardless of which you define or how you define as rich, we can inform you that your financial goals is achievable. What are your financial goals? You know, Sean, I I don't beat myself up about it now, but over 20 years ago, my mother had taught me about um, buying savings bonds. I had bonds. 
uh, I had money all over the place. But then when 1999 came and the market started crashing, I started taking money out of here, taking money out of there, doing this, doing that, and I made some bad decisions. So now I'm playing catch-up is what I'm doing now. Because I would have been mm-hmm. Literally, even though I didn't know what the heck I was doing, I still would have been. I tell individuals I had more before I bought my company than I did when I bought the company. And that was because individuals, I was viewed as a threat because they was like, she got this company, she's got the potential to do da 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 That's not even where my heart is. That's not even where my head is because I do more for free trying to educate individuals to bring them on board to try to help them open up their own company than I am trying to expand mine. Now, they talk about seven simple habits for financial independence. They said read at least one article about finance and economy. You've got to read. Well, you got to, like they say biblically, study for yourself approved. Whether it's a small, you're a small business owner or a salary person, your income depends just as much of the country's economy as any stock investor. Like I said, I don't mind going up spending all that money in Walmart when I know that I invested in Walmart. I got stocks in Walmart. Right. One of their biggest Okay? Now, while uh-huh. you may not see any direct impact on your income, the ups and the downs of the market will influence your bank savings rate. This makes it important to educate yourself on our country's economy and financial options. People are going to only tell you what they want you to know. I'll never forget being a kid and watching them ring the bell. And I don't even see that average, that commercial, whatever, anymore. I don't even know if they even still do it. But we've got to read. Reading regular okay. articles on finances will ensure you remain up to date with the latest news. And reading at least one article a day about personal finances, business finances, or the economy ensures you know the various investment products, options, and opportunity available. Things change. This ensures when an opportunity does come, you don't miss it, and you because you didn't know or you didn't understand. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I ask questions. I try to figure mm-hmm. it out the best I can, and then I try to share the information. And most individuals, nah, I'm scared. Nah, they go, you going to go out there and spend all your money on this and that and that and this and not have your money come back in return. That don't make any sense to me. Another thing, so that's one, read, read, read. The Internet, don't believe everything you see on the Internet, but use your discernment. Another thing it talks about, and this is what I I really like about your family, Sean, develop mm-hmm. multiple sources of income. Don't depend just mm-hmm. on one. Develop multiple right. sources. We live in a digital world where unlimited earning opportunities are available. I was talking to Ms. Parks, Ms. Parks 80-something years old, and we were talking about finances and making money, and I was telling her how when I was doing the Coin Crew Academy, and they were talking about a person being a professional cuddler. Girl, people getting paid $80 to get somebody a hug, just a cuddle with them. No sex, no nothing. There are so many opportunities out there for people. Nobody should be broke right about now. So you got to develop those sources of income. You know, with, like I said, you, uh, Facebook contacted me, wanting my information to send me a check. I guess my stuff has been going so to where they're like, okay, your stuff is streaming, your stuff is so. Let me give you some money for Facebook. Do you know first? I didn't even know right. making money on 
Instagram, Twitter, and I heard that um, TikTok pay more. So there are that. people making off of that. I used to tell kids that were sitting there playing computers all day, become a computer programmer. Mm-hmm. I got a cousin out there from flying drones, you know. People are becoming yeah. very creative and doing certain things. So when we start talking about YouTube channels and all these and renting a room for the systematic investment plan, there are many methods to generate an additional source of income for yourself. When you create additional source of income, you can achieve financial goals there or go faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting all of these things from the clubhouse. I don't know if you signed up for the clubhouse, but that's another way of advertising what you do. So, again, the uh-huh. added income that you receive regularly can be placed in whichever account you dedicate to your goals. Start putting money up because you've got extra money coming in from different resources, not just one thing. Another thing, budget your money regularly. I used to get mad when somebody told me about a budget. I'd be like, what do you mean I can't? I got a budget. So I took that as an insult. But one of the biggest hindrances that is stopping us from getting or becoming rich and wealthy is a lack of a budget. This is often the result of a lack of a budget. Without a budget, you don't limit yourself. This means you can mm-hmm. get an arbitrary amount of your salary and what you earn. One of the biggest things that they could have done to us, John, and I say us, it was good and it was bad. When they made our debit card or well, gave us a debit card from our bank account, that meant you ain't going uh-huh. to spend more than you got in your account, but that's giving me access to your account. And that uh-huh. makes sense. Yeah. With a credit card, you're going to extend your credit limit, and you got interest. With a debit card, that's coming straight out your bank account, like right now, right now. So, and we don't budget. We do not budget. So, again, you one of the be best trying. things. Mm-hmm. It's to have a specific amount of month that you will spend without fail. However, without a budget, you'll find it difficult to save money. In the end, this can make you become rich twice as hard as usual. Another one is stick to a financial plan. Stick to it. What I was talking about, I did over 20-some years ago. I'm grateful for the position that I'm in now, but I could have done better but it wasn't meant for me to do better at the time. I, I did it. I messed up. I'm like, okay, whatever. But by that same token, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. It's never mm-hmm. too late to start a financial plan. Now what I try to do is I try to start financial planning for my grandkids to get them on board to do certain things by, if I'm sitting there, because Tisha taught me this, because she's in finances. She taught mm-hmm. me that instead of going out for Christmas, buying a bunch of toys, and buying a bunch of things that, that these kids are not going to use or really play with, she had me Amen. Disney, investing in, you know, and Microsoft, investing in all of these different things <laughs> and giving them stockpile cards. So those things will go a much longer way because I've heard people say, you know what, when I invested in Amazon years ago and now, I'm like, dang, I didn't even know this. back in the day you could buy stock at Amazon. I didn't know that. No one I, didn't, I didn't either. Yeah. People made a killing off of that. So stick to yeah, a financial imagine. plan. Sticking to a financial plan has various benefits, and the biggest of which is that you know how to budget any extra money you come across. 
I haven't been checking my um my stuff, but the way I got it set up to is if I earn an interest, it reinvests. So therefore, I don't have to keep trying to check and see and look at this and drive you crazy and. But stockpile. That's simple. You know, let your money mm-hmm. make money. Another thing is grow your wealth. In this current economy and globalization, it is no longer enough to just save money. Because, like I said, people will put money in a savings account, your money ain't going nowhere. You put money in CDs, unless you got over $10,000, $100,000, that CD ain't going nowhere. So you want to make sure that you're doing things where you not just think it's small, but you've got a long-term goal to grow your wealth. So instead of growing your savings, it's just as important as investing your money in the right products can help you grow your wealth. While these mm-hmm. products pose a certain level of risk, they can be rewarded, like insurance. You know, but you got to make sure that you got the right insurance packet. Don't just go get some insurance and you don't even know what the heck you got. So when we start mm-hmm. talking about it's not necessarily invest directly into the stock market, the Indian economy is one of the few that provides the various investment options, from pension funds to provident funds to FDs to RDs, there's a wide variety of options available to help you grow your wealth. And you also got to understand what's called compound interest. Another thing, maintain life and health insurance. Health in- Do you know that a lot of individuals have went belly up, Sean, because they were underinsured with health insurance to where they got sick or something happened and they couldn't afford to pay their medical bills? That's yeah, we- huge. We all are a little up close and personal with that, you know. So my mother died of cancer. Mm-hmm. I've had a cancer policy for over 20 years. I had a cancer policy. Wow. Now, I'm waiting on my results to come back now. I'm like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is, got to take care of myself. But by that same token, you know, i got to hear it. It shows, like you, like you said, sometimes you just don't know because – you know, I never thought about that, and I, me, I should have had a policy, a cancer, with um, cancer insurance policy. Seeing as all four of my grandparents passed of, of um, cancer, and then my father right now has prostate, but he's he's not sick, you know, but he does have prostate cancer. So I should have been one of the first ones years ago, like you said, been in, um, you know, the cancer insurance plan. But I policy, I never thought about it. I just never thought about that. Yeah, I've had like Aflac. Like if you don't know. Mm-hmm. I've had Aflac of over 20-some years, and I just had to go have a biopsy done. I'm so sick of the mess with my left breast and getting on my nerves. But I just had another biopsy done on Thursday where I had to go in in February, and then they stuck the flags and stuff in me, and then, I had to do a six-month follow-up, and then after I did the six-month follow-up, they saw something else, so now I'm waiting on my results. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm more concerned about my feet burning, and I don't even know if it's from the lupus or whatever, but, ooh, my feet be on fire. But then, you know, so, yeah, get, mm-hmm. people don't, they don't, some people didn't even know that even existed. I told my mother when she got cancer, I, I said, here, I got cancer policy, you got cancer. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I I didn't know. I until you said that literally right now, I did not know. 
Because, you know, if I did, of course, I would have, like I said, all four grandparents died of cancer. And like I said, my father had been chased at cancer. He was diagnosed, I think, back in 2006. Mm-hmm. Well, after I pay $39 a month. No, 30, I think it's every three months, $39. So, through Aflac. So, another thing is spend money frugally. In an economy where loans, credit cards are easily available, controlling expenses can be difficult. However, this is a necessary step if you want to become rich or you want to become wealthy or you want to make sure that you are managing your finances. The seventh habit is the most important one. Therefore, you should identify your needs and your wants. Sometimes we may need something and not want it, or we may want it and not need it. So we need to know the difference. So those are just some of the things. So I know i got a 1 o'clock appointment, but any questions you have, Sean, as we're talking about money matters, because some people don't know the value. It doesn't mean that you're going to be happy just because you have money. It really don't. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when you have money, you got people that have entitlement issues. They put these mm-hmm. demands on you. You got people that be jealous of you. You got people that it's just because you content. So don't put yourself in a predicament where you chasing money, but by that same token, you want to make sure that you're comfortable because it's right. It's better to have and not need than to need and not have. Because that could be very, very right. Don't let it stress you out to the point where it kills you. Any questions? Uh, you know, I can't think of any. Because, to be honest, I should say I can't. I I have a lot, lots of questions that I don't think we can answer right now. You don't understand what I mean? Well, you know, you can always call me and reach out to me. I, yeah, and I, I mean, this is about. I, it's not I about saving money because. I've I've done all that. I, to be honest, mm-hmm. I'm still doing that. But um, mine is, like you said, our family is good for starting a business, and that's fine. I've started what one or two myself. But you know, I want I want to start a business that that um, I guess we say more uh, attentive to something that I really enjoy, and mm-hmm. also I'm sorry in the end make money. If the money is not an issue right now, business happy mm-hmm. is my issue right now. Should I, is that, you know, and you understand what I'm saying? Well, you want to make sure you're business happy. Because if the money, the money going to be there, if the money going to be there. There's no end. But you don't want it to just be centered and focused around just, I want to be rich. I want to do this. I want to, because then the greed comes in. And then you're not doing right. it to, for the purpose of empowering individuals, enabling, you know, you you got to know your motive. You you got to know right. your motive. And mine is mine personally. It's it's to still, uh, you know, my base is always to help the community, and that's where mm-hmm. I am right now. You know, I I have love now. I'm actually tired with doing everything that surrounds. Um, the care, taking care of children. Not that I don't want to do that anymore, but I want to do something that's a little more um, helpful in the community. And and that I'll, I'll sit out there driving the children around. That we have all these single parents that can't get their kids to school, and and um, you know all of these things that could literally help us as a whole. Because we, we, you know, we don't, don't of, of us trust our... You can do a lot of referral stuff. There's a lot of things that 
is available for people to do. But you got to put your put on. We used to say put on your thinking cap. Put on your thinking cap. Mm-hmm. It'll come together. And when it comes mm-hmm. together, and I've been I've been working on it for a while now. But I'm I'm just not jumping into it. That's the only reason I have. I, you know, I'm I'm trying not to jump into another venture. Oh, do that. Don't that make sense. That's why you chase the money. Uh-huh. money. A lot of people think in my family, did I just chase the money? Just, no, I don't. I do not chase money. Never have, never mm-hmm. will. So and that's, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm and I'm good right now. So mine mm-hmm. is to make myself. Like I said, business happy, and that's still making personal, you know, you know, a personal um, happiness as well. But that, you know, that's where I am right now, and I'm glad to be. <laughs> I'm really, I'm glad. To, I want to thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be talking about learning how to pray. A lot of times, okay. we. Okay. I was listening to Jamal Bryant the other day. He said we need to teach our kids more than just learn how to pray over their food. We need to learn mm-hmm. how to start praying in public. We need to learn how to incorporate corporate prayer. We ain't praying the way we're supposed to be praying. We got to get back to right. learning how to pray. So I'm going to be talking about that tomorrow. And pray this ridiculous. Okay. Uh, let me get okay, ready please for my, don't let me uh, my next session. And I appreciate you. I love you. And Rhonda told me, she, post, she posted on here, hey, Sean Cook, love you. <laughs> that was oh, Rhonda. I love Rhonda. you too, Rhonda. I love all right, all my God bless. Here. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.